0: Saving it up Friday night. With the Sultans. With the Sultans of Slam. And welcome to the jail. come on and slam! Hey, welcome to the Sultan of Slam for Sunday, December 6th, 2020. Your host this week, myself Lee. We have a absolutely massive episode of AW Dynamite to cover, a special edition, if you will. Uh, the winter is coming special edition of aew Dynamite from Wednesday December 2nd 2020 um 40 degrees Fahrenheit in Jacksonville Florida for this recording that's cold for Florida that's like five degrees Celsius uh which I would take gladly at this time of year in fact we got pretty close to that this this previous week um but yeah I'm not I'm not discounting at all that it would suck to to wrestle in what's the perfect uh temperature for wrestling just like room temperature just just 18 to 22 degrees or so this is downright balmy uh this this uh five degrees here in florida jr welcomes us alongside uh, excalibur and tony shivani no time to waste justin roberts in the ring announcing this is the diamond ring battle royale uh we get a plug for state farm insurance and the first elimination or notable one anyways takes place isaiah cassidy dropped by mentor matt hardy Hangman and Dark Order work together, quote-unquote, to eliminate Serpentico. Luther knocked out by Silver and Reynolds. JR mentions the passing of Pat Patterson, the first of many references to that gentleman uh, in this evening's show. Sean Spears tosses Matt Seidel onto the runway, eliminating him. Tony Schiavone calling his shot with big guys winning this one. Wardlow, Miro are his picks. Uh, to win. Scorpio eliminates Spears, his sometimes rival Tully Slip Spears, his steel slug gimmick. Spears loads his glove and stalks the outside of the ring. He jumps onto the apron and slugs Scorpio Sky, who is eliminated moments later. JR says, uh, those men have an issue that must be settled one-on-one in the ring. And I, I've definitely seen those two men fight in the ring before. Uh, maybe just like Sean Spears can't be wearing a glove, uh, slug or no. Maybe that's the That's the key here, just a suggestion. Hardy on a tear eliminates Silver, attacks Hangman, Dark Order, uh, save him from elimination. However, Hangman back in the ring levels Mark Quinn. Hardy finishes the job and dumps Hangman out the other side of the ring. Orange Cassidy eliminates Kip Sabian, who pulls him through the bottom rope. Miro goes under the bottom rope, grabs Orange and tosses him into the post. And Orange is knocked out outside the ring, but still legal in this battle royale. Miro is upset, his buddy is eliminated, goes on a tear of his own, eliminates Lee Johnson, and plants Joey Janela in the center of the ring. Hardy and Miro duke it out, bodies lay everywhere, Wardlow and MJF bide their time in the corner. Quinn looking for a silly uh, string recovery off the back of Matt Hardy. Miro eliminates Quinn, Hardy, and Janela, and somebody else here that I wasn't... Even aware of. Uh, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Wardlow, MGF, and Miro remain in the ring. Orange Cassidy recovering outside. Miro does the Neo-Mr. Smith-Matrix 2 spot and tosses everyone away from him. Uh, Just the big men, Miro and Wardlow, remain... Uh, in the ring at this time. Staring into each other's eyes. Uh, these hosses trade hands. Miro with lifting knee strikes. Wardlow doesn't drop. Sammy and MJF spring into action and hold Miro down. Wardlow rains some hands down. Miro breaks free. Wardlow levels him with a clothesline. Miro is dumped over the top rope. The three inner circle members turn to face Jungle Boy. Jungle uh, Boy holds his own for a while. He and Sammy bounce uh, and fight each other on the, uh, the apron here. MJF pushes both Sammy and Jungle Boy off the ropes. Eliminating both of them. Uh, this causes a, a another rift between Sammy and and MJF here. MJF celebrates. Wardlow says, Orange hasn't been eliminated yet, you idiot. Slides out of the ring, uh, drags him back in, and hoists him onto his shoulders. Orange, with a counter, shoves uh, MJF nearly out of the ring. Orange Punch drops Wardlow. Another Orange Punch to MJF to drop him. Another to Wardlow, and Orange eliminates Wardlow here. MJF and Orange Cassidy are our final two, and they will fight next week for the Dynamite Diamond Ring valued at over $50,000. I believe when this ring first uh, came into existence last year, it was valued at twenty-three thousand dollars. So it has more than doubled in value. I could be wrong about that, but that's why such a specific number is in my mind. I can't imagine otherwise. Uh, I believe the value of, of the ring is is that that should exponentially go up by next year. It should be hundred k, and let's just keep keep going until it's a million dollar diamond ring. Uh, a pissed off Miro and Kip Sabian storm the ring, but are prevented from entering. The only time referees are are successful at preventing someone from entering the ring in this entire show. Uh, best friends and Orange Cassidy celebrate. Main event tonight, Moxley vs. Omega for the AEW Championship. Legit Layla Hirsch versus Britt Baker DMD. Darby, Allen, the TNT championship, uh, Champion, rather, and Cody Rhodes versus, uh Ricky Starks and Hobbs of Team Taz. And up next, Jericho and Kazarian. Kazarian comes uh, down the ramp and sends us to a commercial back from break to a chorus of Judas... Uh, Kazarian with his usual badass tool of tricks. Massive leg drop over the top rope onto Jericho. Inner circle with some cheap shots while the ref is distracted. No Scorpio or Daniels at ringside for Kazarian here. I have decided I want Kazarian to win the FTW Championship from Brian Cage. I don't know how that that is supposed to happen, but Tony Khan make that happen. Uh, Tony, Shivani, references the apparent fracture in the inner circle... Uh, which I was not really aware of. I thought since that trip to Vegas, they were all kind of on the same page. Uh, he he must literally be referring to what happened minutes earlier with Sammy and MJF. Where MJF, uh, you know, still wanted to keep his diamond ring in it for himself. Drops his, his teammate Sammy over the top with Jungle Boy. Thinking that that would mean him and Wardlow are the winners. Kazarian with a midsection clothesline to Jericho as he pops off of Brett's rope for an axe handle. Chops Jericho with a kick to the midsection. Delayed standing vertical suplex to Kazarian, which is like a a new Jericho thing he does every match. Uh, Backslide pin attempt by Kazarian. Near fall. Fights back with some running clotheslines to Jericho. Line salt from Jericho. Kazarian counters. Elevated leg drop for another near fall. These elevated leg drops from Kazarian look incredible, but they have to fucking hurt. You're hips. Uh, Kazarian with a flux capacitor from the top rope. Massive slam. Jericho kicks out at two, barely. Kazarian attempts another backslide. Jericho shoves him into the corner. Jericho goes for a code breaker. Kazarian counters and locks Jericho in a Boston Crab. Jericho crawls for the rope. MJF and Wardlow appear. MJF holding a towel. He hesitates to throw it in. Sammy appears and pulls it from his hand, scolding him. Jericho spots Sammy with the towel in his hand. Uh, Kazarian with multiple pin attempts we'll get back to this towel in a second here Uh, the chaos on the ramp distracting Jericho who hits a desperate Judas effect and quickly pins Kazarian JR says uh, when Jericho watches this back he'll see what happened with the towel dispelling Tony's fears that Sammy would be blamed for almost throwing in the towel here Uh, Sammy and MJF shove each other after the match Jericho on the mic telling them to stop it stop this shit I've had enough of this uh, it is not what we planned. This is not what we talked about. Shut up. You have seven days to talk about this. We're going to uh, have an ultimatum on next week's Dynamite. Either we work together or the inner circle breaks up forever. A pissed off Jericho. Storms out of the ring. MJF and uh, Sammy continue to argue. So the whole thing with the towel here. Uh, yes, the, the buildup is is Sammy comes and very dramatically pulls it away from MJF. And you're like, oh, Jericho's going to see Sammy. almost threw in the towel on him here. Which... Based on their relationship, if if Sammy thought the towel needed to be thrown in, I'm sure Jericho would forgive him. Also, the fact that the announcers always dispel this kind of thing by first bringing it up and then explaining that, no, these wrestlers on this show actually watch the show and therefore Jericho would see what truly happened. So we're just nipping that in the bud right now. Uh, which is something that they do not do on WWE where apparently nobody watches the show that they are on. Uh, and things like this it, like happen in real time and no one, no one looks back on the replays, so... The rift with the Inner Circle here, obviously MJF is 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 the beginning of the end for the Inner Circle. This seems a bit quick for there to be an ultimatum. Unless it's a swerve and everything's fine after next week. Whatever the case, uh, we'll wait to see what happens. This stable of this many men can't last for that long. Um... Anyway, Alex Marvez backstage with the Young Bucks. Uh, they will fight TH2 next week on Dynamite to defend the tag championships. They want to be fighting champions. Nick and Matt referenced kicking Alex in the face weeks ago on Dynamite, which I don't believe was necessary because it, it, that was a weird bunch of weeks. We like, what is up with the Bucks? Why are they assaulting people uh, and, and throwing money at them? Wouldn't reference it. Would just kind of sweep that under the rug, personally. Uh, my wife asked me a question and suddenly Alex Marvez is gone and Max and Anthony are here. Uh, I I only know them by name because they mention their names halfway through this little promo they cut here. I have no idea who they are. One of them is rapping about the Young Bucks book and their apparent erections. TH2 attacks the Bucks. SEU appears to run them off. Uh, Next week, Young Bucks versus TH2. I, I looked away for a fucking second. I don't know what the hell went, went, went on with the segment. Britt Baker versus Layla Hirsch. Britt cuts a promo in picture-in-picture in Picture as her and uh, Reba, or Rebel, make their way to the ring. Straight out of uh, Moscow, Russia. I, you know what? Let's go back to this Reba thing real quick. Can we decide what she's called? Because every time she comes out, Excalibur and Tony Schiavone don't know what to call her. Um... If the I, the joke has run its course, if it even was one, let's just settle on a name for this character. Have someone just say, this is what this character is called. And we just, we go forward with it. If it's Rebel, it's Rebel. If it's Reba, it's Reba. I don't give a shit. Just give her a name and stick to it. Uh, straight out of Moscow, Russia, all four feet of Layla Hirsch appears. Uh, I looked it up. She's actually 5'8". Uh, so Britt Baker herself is a bit of a... An Amazonian, uh, j- cause like Layla Hirsch looks dwarfed in the ring, uh, by, by Britt Baker here. Layla Hirsch looks solid, uh, at any height, this, this Layla Hirsch could kick my ass. Uh, intense violent holds here from Layla, uh, Baker taken by surprise to start the match, cross arm breaker, Baker grabs Hirsch by the tooth to break the hold, which is like a, I guess a dent, they teach you that in dentist school. You're assaulted. Just grab by the, grab by the tooth. Super kick. DDT from Baker. Doesn't go for a cover. We had to picture and picture Another cross-arm breaker. Baker transitions. Looking for a lockjaw. Layla breaks free. Reapplies the arm breaker. Uh, Baker breaks free. Baker arm breaker breaks free. Uh, all these words are just becoming a, a salad here. Layla continue, uh, counters a kick with a pump knee. Both ladies are hurting. JR scolds Layla for climbing the ropes instead of going for a cover. Baker sends Layla face first into the turnbuckle here, twisting Neckbreaker, rolls Layla up, and applies the lockjaw to win this match. But before we can even think about that, Thunder Rosa storms the ring. Her and Baker pound on one another. The referee, Core, as Excalibur calls them, storm the ring to break them up. Rebel or Reba with a cheap shot on Rosa. And uh, Layla attacks her Here is It's complete chaos. More refs and coaches arrive for the pull apart. I I reiterate, this could have been like a throwaway from backstage later on to have Thunder Rosa show up and uh, and jump Baker. Th- there's a little too much of this going on after matches. Uh, I said the same thing last week, and I'll say it again here. Now, that being said, as ter- in terms of a women's match on Dynamite, this was one of the better ones uh, I've sat through. This was good. Uh, Layla Hirsch, credit to her. but Baker's uh, fantastic. Good match. Uh, we get a recap video of Team Taz and their issues with Cody and Darby. Darby casually rides his skateboard in from the parking lot. Everyone else makes their way to the ring and we toss to a commercial. Darby and Cody trade tags and go to work on Ricky Starks. Starks slaps Alan. Darby stares him down. Uh, Starks retreats. Darby gives chase and runs right into the hands of Powerhouse Hobbs who levels him, tosses him into the barricade and then back into the ring. Starks goes to work on Darby. Tags in Hobbs who walks across the chest of Darby. Starks goes to work on Darby. Again, tags in Hobbs and I read the same line twice. Hobbs with a reverse bear hug on Darby, lifts and drives his spine into his own knee. Starks uh, tagged back in, stomps Darby, whips him across the ring. Darby bounces off the uh, corner and collides with Starks. This looked like an actual like shoot collision here. Uh, Starks dazed, tags Hobbs back in. Uh, Hobbs uh, stomps Darby and applies the bear hug once more, flips him around, and ragdolls him in, in the uh, corner where Starks lies and wait. Hobbs grabs Darby by the ears and overhead throws him, drags him back into the corner for a tag to Starks. Stop, he's already dead. Darby flips out with uh, two offensive attempts here to get all the way back to Cody somehow. Cody with a power slam to Starks. He removes his belt and whips it into the crowd. Taz distracts the ref. Starks gouges Cody's eyes, uh, kicks Hobbs off the apron to the outside. Cody does. Cody counters a lariat, drops uh, for the big right hand here. Cody with a springboard cutter. Darby tags himself in. Cody goes out of the ring to tie up Hobbs who from the kick from earlier Darby with a coffin drop here on Starks and they cover Starks to win one, two, three Hobbs attacks Darby because of course he does. Arn Anderson runs in to save, uh, to save him by laying shots onto Hobbs. Arn, uh, drops Starks as well. Hobbs and Starks get the better of Arn. Dustin Rhodes finally runs in to save Brian Cage runs in to attack him. It's it's all very, the lady who swallowed the fly here. Uh, Men are flying everywhere. The Nightmare family is laid out. Taz is calling the shots in the ring right now. Team Taz gets Cody on his feet, about to do something nasty to him. And the lights go out. A video plays. Organ music. Screaming guitars. Winter is here. Sting appears on the screen. And the biggest pop I've heard from this 10% capacity uh, crowd. Uh, All pandemic long happens. And then Sting appears for real. This crowd pops. Tony Schiavone pops. It's Sting! Sting is back on TNT. Sting produces a baseball bat from his coat. The icon Sting wanders to the ring. He stares down Arn Anderson. He stares down Cody Rhodes. He stares down Darby Allin, the longest. Uh, he then caws in the center of the ring before making his exit. And let me tell you, this man it was, like, it was like Jesus Christ ascending from the heavens uh this man came off as a huge superstar he's apparently signed to a multi-year deal he uh crushed a bunch of pro wrestling tees merch sales or something after uh his his shirts and hats and stuff were revealed good for sting uh if used properly sting is could be a really cool asset here uh a a good rub for all the other uh outcasts like him and darby allen as a as a unit or having some kind of weird story here absolutely makes sense Uh, I I don't know Sting from a hole in the wall. Obviously Sting's, uh, you know, heyday happened on a channel, on a show I didn't watch in its heyday. Uh, But that being said, Undertaker and Sting, I got Sting all the way. Sting to me, I can buy into. This is a crazy vigilante who paints his face and hangs out in the rafters with a baseball bat. I will take that over Magical Man from Hell (laughs) any day of the week, personally. Uh, And I'm looking forward to this. Um... The announcers gush over the moment. We we get a replay here. There's like fake snow blowing. It, it hits the, the camera all bespeckling it. This this came off as a million bucks here and, and good for them. Next week, MGF versus Orange Cassidy for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Young Bucks versus TH2 for the Tag Championships. Dustin Rhodes versus Dark Orders 10. Inner Circle Ultimatum. FTR with Tully versus the Varsity Blondes, which is a team consisting of Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. and Abaddon in action. Hikaru Shida is backstage with Alex Marvez. He asks, why were you reluctant to engage with Abaddon last week? I'm not scared, says Shida. Uh, She's just a girl doing zombie cosplay. I do cosplay too. A pipe or something falls over off off screen and Shida is taken aback. Asks if they can start the interview over as she is clearly shaken. Alex Marvez apologizes, saying this interview is live and Shida leaves. Also next week, a six-man tag, Lance Archer and Lucha Bros versus Eddie Kingston, Butcher and Blade. Uh, I disagree with Lance Archer teaming with anyone. Uh, I'm just putting that out there. Uh, Sting will speak. JR nominates Tony Schiavone to interview him. Damn right I will do it, says Tony. JR throws to Al, uh, John Moxley backstage. Moxley talks about the column before the storm. Uh, It feels like a holiday. Something extra in the air tonight. The biggest night in AEW history. Look how far we've come. Moxley talks about bitch slapping the entire pro wrestling world across the mouth. Puts over Omega. Moxley uh, closes his promo with a reference to Pat Patterson. And we head to commercial break. It's time for your main event. 21-0, AEW champion John Moxley makes his way to the ring to a standing ovation to meet Kenny Omega. Don Callis joins the commentary team, mentions Kenny is used to the weather, having played ice hockey in 30 Below in Winnipeg. Don Callis himself from Winnipeg. Um, Lots of Winnipeg ties on this show. Stare down in the ring, Don mentions Impact Wrestling and a working relationship with Tony Khan. Moxley grabs a neck hold, Kenny breaks the hold by frantically grabbing the ropes. They square off and lock up, and we battle to the mat. The announcers put over Moxley's power advantage and Kenny's speed advantage. Things end up on the outside of the ring, Moxley throwing Kenny into the first row of chairs. Referee's discretion does not count these men out as they fight outside the ring. Kenny, with a second wind, shifts the fight back towards the ring, Omega focusing on Moxley's left knee and and lower leg. Pinpoint accuracy dropkick here. Uh, Near fall. Omega continues to work the knee in the corner. Moxley fights out with a massive lariat. Referee begins a count as both men are down, Moxley to his feet. Uh, limps a small circle uh, in the ring before Kenny grabs him. Moxley breaks a brief hold by hitting the ropes. Omega with massive chops to the chest and kicks uh, to the back of the left leg of Moxley. Moxley, with a released German suplex and another one. Moxley doing the best he can with a now bum leg, still following up slams and strikes with pinning attempts. Back from picture in picture, we're back outside the ring. Omega hits Moxley's head into the floor and rides it to the barricade on a tope here. Back in the ring, Moxley hits the paradigm shift and doesn't go for the cover. You could say that this is the moment that John Moxley lost this match. He rolls out of the ring and tosses in some chairs. He's not going to use them, though. He's not going to do that garbage wrestling, as Kenny Omega puts it. He sets them up and invites Kenny to sit across from him. He points at his chin and asks Omega to hit him. Omega smashes Moxley across the face, and a mist flies out. They exchange shots while sitting. Kenny, with a V-Trigger, Snapdragon, Suplex, another Snapdragon, Suplex. Moxley dodges a V-Trigger and hits a Suplex of his own. Standing V-Trigger from Kenny, Moxley with a Lariat. JR says Moxley, had this one, but didn't finish the business, as it were. Paradigm shift, slow cover from moxley and omega kicks out at two moxley flies through the ropes at omega to on the outside here kenny hits a v trigger right on the button dropping moxley out of midair back in the ring omega with a top rope missile drop kick v trigger to the back of moxley's head tiger driver 98 omega rolls him over but moxley gets his shoulder up at two don callis says they're not uh, that you're not beating moxley without a hook in the leg jr and jr agrees don callis is very very good at commentary Omega hot dogs long enough for Moxley to get his bearings. Uh, They continuously uh, reverse each other's finishers here. High drop kick from Omega, drops Moxley, strikes an Okada-esque pose. Moxley up for the one-wing angel, fights out. Kenny drops him and attempts a pin, kick out. Omega climbs to the top rope and looks to legitimately slip to the outside. Moxley improvises here with a paradigm shift to Omega into some ringside heaters. The ref calls for a doctor. As Omega is apparently in bad shape, Don Callis heads down to ringside to check on his adoptive nephew Kenny. Uh Moxley restless pulls the ref off pulls the ref's off of Omega and rolls him back into the ring. Moxley mounts Kenny and pounds his face with right hands. Callis gets in the ref's face saying Omega's hurt, he needs to stop this. Uh, Moxley slugs Callus, who drops his microphone within reach of Omega. The ref attends to Callus. Moxley approaches Kenny, who decks him with the microphone-loaded hand. Moxley busted open, bleeding and dazed. Kenny pulls his knee pad down and hits two V-triggers. What happened to the gentleman's agreement, says Tony Schiavone. Two more V-triggers. A bloody Moxley, with his hands down, can't defend himself. Kenny hits hits the one-wing angel and pins Moxley. One, two, three. Kenny Omega is your new AEW champion. John Moxley is pinned for the first time in AEW history. Don Callis brings Kenny his new belt before quickly ushering Kenny out of the ring area. Tony Khan backstage yells at Kenny and Don as they pass. The camera follows Kenny and Don through the backstage area and into the parking lot. Alex Marvez lies in wait, hiding behind a jet. This was actually funnier than anyone gave it uh, credit for. Uh, says, what's going on here? Don Callis says, you'll find out this Tuesday on Impact, and I'll tell you all about it. They speed off. Eddie Kingston is on microphone off camera. Says he wants Lance Archer now. A dazed and bloody Moxley lays in the ring, and we go off the air. Bit of a mess. A uh, bit, bit of chaos here at the end. Uh, the, the, the main event was great. It was a great match. Uh, it would have benefited by having a stadium full of people, obviously. Uh, but the crowd got into it, you know, nearer the end there. The Don Callis angle and all this Impact stuff, I really don't have an opinion on. I don't intend to watch Impact ever. Uh, so hopefully whatever's going to happen there is, is recapped on, on Dynamite. And they have something cool planned. Otherwise, like, I'll be honest, I don't care about Impact or any of the people there. So this is a boon for Impact Wrestling, obviously. Don Callis is great on, on commentary. And, and him and, and Omega as these, like, weaselly heels works for me as well. John Moxley, love ya. You had a chance to win this match at one point. Uh, so he he was kind of his own undoing. If you, John Moxley beat himself, uh, if you want to look at it that way, before Kenny Omega had to resort to that garbage cheating wrestling he referred to to finally put Moxley away. It's fine. This is all fine. The impact thing is what it is. People are going to have their opinions on that. But I uh, rather enjoyed this whole Dynamite. The Sting thing was cool. This felt like a big show. And uh, looking forward to next week's Dynamite. That's kind of all I got to say about it. Sting an AEW Dynamite. Crazy. Crazy stuff. At Tiz Iceberg is us on Twitter. Lee Tiz is my email address. Leave a question, topic, whatever you want. Anywhere you see this posted. If it's interesting enough, we'll bring it up on the show. Listen to Public Beta Podcast from this previous Wednesday. we got another one coming up this Wednesday before me and Reed get to jump into Cyberpunk uh, this coming Thursday. This coming Thursday is also the Game Awards if that interests you. Or at least you can put it on in the background. Uh, to, to maybe listen to someone else stream it and talk over it, so it's less cringy. And there's always all kinds of fun announcements and stuff like that. When I say less cringy, I mean the Game Awards are, are There's no comparison to the Spike TV days. They J- Jeff Keeley, he's done enough to deserve your eyes uh, for that amount of time that the Game Awards last. Check it out. Anyway, that's what Sultan's up.